0: Welcome to Dragon Talk,
1: <gasps> the musical edition. You're not using that, right, Ryan? We're
0: totally using that. I'm Greg Tito. I'm, uh, I'm
1: not Shelly. I would never. Shelly would never Be in a
0: musical. Nope. You would just be in a straight play. Yes. Yes. I'm
1: very... Serious, yeah, in my theatrics.
0: These violent delights have violent ends. I
1: can't get used to this new setup. I'm sorry,
0: guys. We're in a new setup in case you and didn't we're know. We're kind
1: of sitting diagonal.
0: I know it's like kid, catty corner, kitty corner it's it's
1: through a screen.
0: I know. I was, I it was bugging me that I had to keep moving it, but it's better because we don't. Oh,
1: is know. that what? It,
0: yeah, it's a puff, sc- it's a puff bit. guard. Yeah, you could basically like just spit on the microphone.
1: <laughs> it's covered in Trevor's spit now. Ew, gross. Ew.
0: Oh man. Did you
1: have fun with Trevor?
0: I, I did. Mm, be yes. honest. Yeah. Hmm. He's a very good host. Oh, is he?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. I
0: would. You're like I would
1: know. You did be. you have fun with Trevor Ryan?
2: I don't fight, guys.
0: All right. <laughs> we got beef now. Don't fight,
1: guys. Not fighting.
0: There's so much beef between you and Trav Dogs.
1: I know we're going to start a fake war.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when a you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> from your first cigarette to your last vinaigrette. Oh, wow. I just made that up. Oh. I, think, I don't think that's how it
1: really goes. <laughs> is that your last vinaigrette? You I don't, don't think it's vinaigrette. You don't think that's how it goes? No, I don't think
0: so. Oh. West Side uh, Salad? So we're here to talk about <laughs> musicals. Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is Oof. what Dragon Talk is all about. Uh, right. It is the still musical. the holidays, so we're a little bit loopy. Uh, here in the Dungeons and Dragons office. Uh, is that true? Abby? Yeah,
1: I'm like, I've got senioritis. <laughs> I am like, I got one foot out the door.
0: You've been drinking Irish coffees all mm, morning
1: and all afternoon.
0: And they're not even with the coffee, just the just Irish Just the pie.
1: Irish. Hold the coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More sugar, though. Get you hepped up. That's
1: good stuff, actually.
0: So, uh, so what are you guys going to do for uh, Dungeons and Dragons Christmas or the holidays? A
1: very merry. Dungeons and Dragons. Christmas? Yeah.
0: What are you gonna do?
1: We're gonna go to Florida. Well first, um, the child and the husband go to Chicago.
0: Oh, they're going to Chitown.
1: Yeah. To freeze. Um and then and, they're gonna thaw out. And in then Florida. they're gonna thaw they're gonna meet me in Florida. Right. So I'll have a few days alone. Oh wow. I mean with my parents, but,
0: but basically like being alone. alone. Yeah. They'll they'll, like just close the door. They'll
1: buy me dinner and stuff. Oh my god. I know it's so cute.
0: We're grown ups.
1: I, not when I'm with them. <laughs> I may, I could just like leave the house and I don't even bring a wallet. Mice. I know it's terrible. Uh, I'm too old for that. But they they won't let me treat them.
0: My parents are the same way with uh, uh, not with me, but with uh, my wife. Oh, with the kids, they like. No, with the kids oh. and with the, and Aaron's parents with her. Oh yeah. yeah. They will definitely. Yeah. Be like you can't do that. I'm like all right. So I let's... think
1: that they still think I'm 16 and working at CVS and getting paid 3.35 an hour.
0: Maybe it has to do with going to college for acting.
1: Oh, yeah, they don't think I have a real job, <laughs> <laughs> they don't really know what I do.
0: Yeah, I, know. I think that's pretty much it, on my end.
1: She's still trying to make it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we made it. Well, we have that, a podcast. We,
1: yeah. I don't even know if they know that. What? My mom would constantly be trying to call in. No
0: one in the Madison family <laughs> listens to podcasts, apparently.
1: Not if my voice is on them. Oh, my gosh. No.
0: Well, that's because you are an expert on the Dungeons & Dragons. Right. And they need to know that. So we're going to send them video cassettes of you on a podcast.
1: they got to learn. Yeah, one they
0: day. have to know. Uh, so D&D is uh, a game in which you pretend to... Uh, uh, be an elf or a fighter. <laughs>
1: theater majors love it.
0: They, they really do, actually. Oh,
1: this place is teeming with Yeah, I have majors. a few
0: actor friends who are like, uh, get me all the D&D. And I'm like, uh, all right, but all right. you can go buy it well, you that's want. why like, everyone in Hollywood is playing it. It's true. We just had our, uh, two weeks ago, actually, uh, we had a, a fun event yeah. in Los Angeles. That sounded real fun. In actual Hollywood. I know you were so Hollywood. Hollywood it was very cool. Dylan Sprouse uh, was a newcomer to our D uh, and D family, and you may know him as uh, Zach from the Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. Crazy, yeah. Different brand of a fan show up to to see him.
1: Did he have fans there? Oh yeah. Were, were they like like
0: what? They were uh, like twenty something women uh, no uh, dressed to the nines, ready to get pictures with him. Serial? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was crazy.
1: Wow! Uh, and
0: then they they were they were talking during the show, and I had to tell them to be quiet.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, because
0: I was like, "There's real adventures happening up there." Other people are talking. Yeah, so not then you. Then I became like the dad guy who was like, "No, no, no, don't talk during during like the that, movie." You're the suit. I was totally the suit, even though I was wearing a t-shirt.
1: Did anyone did anyone fetch you coffee?
0: <laughs> no, in fact, I had to get Red Bull for for uh, oh. uh, people. Yeah. I was the gopher to go get stuff.
1: I used to work for a record label yeah. and I had to get marijuana for a band once.
0: That's applicable to this.
1: Well, you fetched Red Bull. Yeah. We had, we had to do that pod. for George
0: Clinton as well. Also a lot of chicken wings. Really? Yeah. He was like, we, I want fried chicken and anything you can get. Uh, these otherwise. people
1: wanted throat coat and marijuana. Like,
0: shit. That, those go together very well. Yeah. A
1: bag of weed. Right?
0: I had to give a shout out though to uh, 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 Chris Lockie. I know him from Twitter, uh, but I met him in person yeah. at the Egyptian Theater. Uh, he's commented on our stuff a lot. Uh, he was there and actually knew where to get Red Bull uh, oh, and he, at a, my moment of need, uh, and then actually ran out and got it for me. So heads up. Whoa. Chris Good job, is Chris. life, and uh, Twitter is awesome for. You saved
1: uh, Greg Tito's job, man. You totally did.
0: <laughs> you totally did. Totally. Uh, so if you're gonna get last-minute gifts for Dungeons and Dragons I need some. fans, I need some. What would you want to get them? Dungeonology, perhaps. Oh yeah. Yeah, Matt, uh, by for Matt the for, young,
1: for the younger D and D for fan. the younger, but then also <laughs>
0: the the newer fan that wants to get some lore and just kind of yeah. show off the fun of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, some really cool Bowles stuff in there. guide. Bullest Guide to Monsters. If I could
1: find the alternative cover, I'd I know. scoop that one up.
0: The alt cover by uh, Hydro 74. That's yeah, really cool. So good. But
1: the book is amazing.
0: The book is pretty good, yeah. too. Yep. Yeah, a lot of great uh, uh, monster lore in there.
1: Hmm. I'd probably pick up some board games. What board game? I'd probably pick up, I don't know. Like Diplomacy? For sure. It's great for the holidays when you're together with your family. Yeah.
0: Are you going to play Diplomacy with your with your parents?
1: Kind of. Just always. Just, it's Without. always like a push and a pull. <laughs> Yeah, my oh, I would Mom, never want to play that. Poland. My dad would be, he'd be, he's the winner.
0: Yeah, he would just win. He wins at everything. He would just win. Nice, but betrayal or maybe at, betrayal House, on at Hill, House on the Hill also good for family. If
1: you want a spooky game for the holidays, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. and pick up the expansion. If you're into you it, you know, if you have friends that have Betrayal at House on the Hill, the expansion's only twenty five dollars. What? Right? No. Kind of like just. Like you, an impulse. Purchase. Are you going to do
0: like a steam sale or, uh, you know, uh, no. clearance on this? No. What clearance? What well, I mean, Wait,
1: you think my game's like a bargain. bin? <laughs> it's been out for two months, you know.
0: No. Well, I'll pick it up later, I guess, when it gets uh, into
1: the. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's too much. Too too rich for your blood.
0: <laughs> Not at all. I'm. T- it's it's so it, you can't go any lower than that. Like, no, that's you can't. Like the... You're getting
1: fifty brand new hunts. That's a lot of hunts. Well, there, there's fifty in the base game, so yeah. we're giving you additional. It's all that like additional a whole another game. Doubling it. Yeah. Yeah, and they're written by. Uh, lots of different um, authors and people in the entertainment world and people, gaming luminaries. I love it. So it's really fun.
0: I love it. Good gorgeous. I, I can't wait for more uh, betrayal.
1: I can't wait either.
0: I can't wait for you to betray me. Like it's I betrayed you. Right like on the like podcast. when I
1: walked into the studio and saw you with Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! Awkward.
0: You're not even trying exactly. to hide it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we could uh, blather on like this all day.
1: Hashtag not Trevor. Uh, never Trevor. If
0: you want to give us some comments, gosh, never Trevor. We totally not we not doing, use that one? We ne- will now, going forward. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's, uh, uh, I think we have some lore. But before we get to that, I want to let you know about our guest is Damn. Jeff Granier from The Tome Show. Uh, a wonderful D&D interview uh, podcast. Been around for years uh, so we're finally uh, getting a chance to talk to him, find out about what it's like. Been talking to people similar to to what uh, Dragon Talk has been doing for the last uh, year or so. So, um, kind of want to pick his brain, yep. steal all of his Get ideas, some ideas, shut him down. So who are you interviewing? <laughs>
1: shut him down.
0: <laughs> Not at all.
1: What? Maybe we could call our show, the Tome.
0: The the. Um, oh, no, we won't, we won't do that at all. He's already made some things about where the official. I, I remember there were some remember, jokes on Twitter yes. back in the day, so we got to bring those up for sure. Yep. Uh, but before we get to Jeff, uh, we are going to have um, a lore you should know segment. And I haven't recorded this one yet, so it's going to be a mystery to me.
2: Oh, my goodness! Lore.
0: Welcome to Lore You Should Know, the segment of Dragon Talk, where we discuss uh, Forgotten Realms and Dungeons and & Dragons lore uh, as a way to give you uh, things you can use in your game or just of interest for Dungeons & Dragons players and aficionados. I am Greg Tito, and I'm joined by uh, two very lori gentlemen. Uh, Matt Cernet, hello. Howdy. And I am also here with Chris Perkins. Greetings. Greetings. Today we are going to discuss... Holidays. Ooh, uh, season's greetings. Season's <laughs> greetings, yes. Merry holidays. Yes. Uh, here in the Forgotten Realms, uh, as well as just generally how the calendar works in uh, uh, Ed Greenwin's uh, uh, Forgotten Realms uh, uh, and the concept of weeks and months uh, throughout the calendar. Uh, but, of course, holidays is very important because, you know, this is the lore you know that will be happening or most closest to the holidays here in our world. Uh, so uh, Matt, what can you tell us about? Um, uh, let's start with holidays. Let's start with it with uh, uh, what, we, what would be an analog to uh, kind of the end of year, Christmas time, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: <laughs> well,
0: so so there's there's actually a number of
3: different um, seasonal uh, things that happen towards like that changing of the year date. Uh, the most Sort of widespread, I would say, is probably Simril, uh, and that's um, sort of the winter solstice celebration that's broadly celebrated throughout Faerun. And uh, it's you know the the things you associate typically with a winter solstice type festival. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're slaughtering uh, animals um, that won't survive the winter, so you have a big feast and uh, lots of um, sort of people gathering together and. Um, lighting the, the night and, you know, that kind of thing because it's that sort of dark, going into the the, the dark period or coming out of the dark period, whichever it is. <laughs> so you're, you're leaving the longest day, yes. the longest night yes. behind. Yes, and so it's sort of a celebration of, of the end of, of the, the, that dark period. Uh, and so there's bonfires outside and, and that kind of thing. I don't, I don't think Christmas trees or... Holly or things like that or mm-hmm. thing. but they're Is there like a, a, a snow motif like Absolutely, I mean absolutely in the places of where it's snowing it It's definitely snowing and, and there's you know outside there's bonfires and lanterns and and uh, I'm sure probably there are similar songs But I don't know what they are <laughs> Does it does it venerate any? Uh, particular deities it, Well, so it's a pantheistic society and so I don't think they necessarily venerate anything in particular at that time besides um is associated with the changing of the seasons. Uh, and um is associated with, you know, the kinds of things that you were eating. So mm-hmm. Shantae uh, was associated with, you know, the farm and animals and stuff like that. And, um, you know, uh, Merkel in the past was associated with winter to a degree and the death of the se- season. So it was sort of like the putting him away. Um, certainly the new year would bring along the idea of celebrating uh, lavender because he's all about... Uh, new ideas, new experiences, Mm. you know. The um, rebirth of the year. Yeah, all that kind of a thing. So, I mean, there would be multiple sort of um, venerations of various deities
4: at that period. Each temple would take advantage of the occasion for their... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To to spin their specific (laughs) thing. So, like, Acolytes of Shantae would, you know, be more
0: cornucopia type things of, like, you know, here's here's all of the bounty, uh, more of, like, a harvest type... Take yeah. whereas Merkel would be, you know, more of the almost Halloweenish right. type. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly other seasons in, in in
3: the the setting that, and other celebrations in the setting that are widely shared. That um, uh, where um, they're more analogs to say Halloween, for example. Okay. Uh, but uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting thing because of the, the the world and the the way the calendar works. Uh, is based upon our world, which I think Ed did very sensibly. Right, He didn't say the world, uh, this, suddenly the year is 400 days long or something weird like that. It's 365 right. days and, and then it actually works in a very sensible fashion. Um, uh, a little hard to wrap your head around, I think, at first because it's, it's not a seven-day week. Uh,
0: but once you get beyond that, it's like, hey, why don't we do this? Mm. <laughs> you know? It's very sensible. So there, I, I, people who have read uh, R.A. Salvatore's novels or whatever might, or, or would have seen uh, uh, references to 10 days, mm-hmm. uh, and so that is the week of Forgotten Realms. Correct, yeah. So the,
3: uh, there's 365 days in a year, obviously. Um, there are uh, 36 10 days. Okay. Right? And then there are five days that are not on those 10 days. And those days are um, around the solstices and they are basically holiday days frittered throughout the year based upon solstices and some other things. So, um, And then uh, the leap years even accounted for with the idea of shield meat because that comes every four years and that's an extra day inserted into the calendar. Mm. and shield meet is this period when uh, people are supposed to sort of come together and, and make peace and uh, have negotiations and make deals, and that's sort of in a, a like that four day period is like this period where everyone um, theoretically is is doing that kind of thing. That's why it's shield meet. It's everyone sort of putting down their shields. And is it also in the you know
0: February twenty ninth kind of time you know area? Is it a winter thing. Is it is it where we celebrate the birth of Chris Perkins? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's see when is shield? I think shield meets in the middle of the, the yeah it's in the middle of summer actually.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah. So that's a different uh, uh kind of take. Yeah. Uh, is it is it is it, is it I, doesn't it immediately follow one of the five holiday yeah. days? Yeah, so midsummer
3: is one of those holiday days and shield meet when it when it occurs follows that day.
0: Interesting. All right, that actually makes a lot more sense. You get an extra day and you'd be in the middle of celebration for for midsummer and then uh, uh, have that time? Now, is that, like, typically a time when, you know, uh, uh, government happens? You know, does that, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the analog of every four years in uh, uh, the US, United States, for example, we have a major presidential election. Is that a similar kind of idea where, like, you get together, make peace, uh, uh, form new alliances? alliances? Things like that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that, that's the general idea. Like, I think, you know, it's not very well documented because I don't think a lot of um, uh, sort of wars and stuff like that in the Forgotten Realms are really documented day by day. Mm. But I think the idea that, uh, you know, if you were fighting a war and it was a war when, um, you know, a shield meet would happen, you might at least take the day off, right? right. <laughs> you know, and, like, that would be at least sort of an acknowledge, like, okay, well, everybody, we're not supposed
4: to fight on shield meet. Like, that's, that's you know, so... That's crazy. Unless you're fighting, like, mind flayers who don't care about shield me. So. <laughs> right. They have a different calendar altogether, <laughs> those mind flayers.
0: <laughs> the absence of calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So uh, it is hard to wrap your brain around at first. Uh, the idea of there being 10 days is a, is a unit of time. Uh, I think we're kind of almost high, hardwired uh, as humans to think of seven days. And, you know, right. Um, but once you do latch on to it, I think you're right. I think it does make almost more, more sense as a calendar. Yeah, than it, the Julian calendar and it's it's
3: regular like the, the just nothing changes you know the, it's not like February where sometimes it's this day many days or, nothing right. or whatever.
4: it's just you
3: know. Right. And, and the days the, the it every month has the same number of days in it right it's every mm-hmm. 30 30 30 30 mm-hmm.
0: 30. So. yep so, uh, uh, what are some ideas? Um, maybe Chris, you can pipe in here on ways to infuse this kind of these holidays. Uh, so, Simril, for example, in your campaign, uh, you know, if you're playing around uh, the holidays uh, with your friends, you in our world. Uh, it might be interesting to introduce some some thoughts and themes from holidays. Have you had experience doing that? And- No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: No. Not really.
0: Um, There are no days off in Chris
3: Adventures campaigns. You just (laughs) right. Yes. Uh,
4: I've never. uh, I've never personally um, sort of slavishly adhered to calendars in my home campaigns. I have entertained the idea um, in the past of, of. In fact, I did try once to sort of follow a very tight calendar and Mm -hmm. sort of track days day by day my campaign, so I would know that uh, you know next game session is actually going to take place on a holiday. So I'm going to I'm going to do something in the campaign to accommodate that. Yeah, Uh, I think there are uh, there are many more industrious DMs out there (laughs) than me uh, who uh, who love to really track where the characters are temporarily, um, and have things happen on special days. And I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, I to, when my first uh, major foray into uh, uh,
0: doing this was uh, 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 the Age of Worms campaign uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the 2000s. And my DM was one of those DMs who meticulously noted the days and when there was downtime and had specific events that did indeed happen or, 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 you know, uh, uh, appearances by deities or
4: things that happened on their their holy days. Oh, uh, and and actually, I'm a big fat liar. Uh, (laughs) um, So so, uh, can I talk about Acquisitions, Inc.? Sure. uh, The holiday Uh, game?
0: uh, Perhaps. (laughs)
4: Okay. (laughs) I'm not sure when that's uh, playing. It is a holiday special. Yeah, it's supposed to to come out before the end of the year. Well, we'll tease it here in in, in any case. Anyway, so uh, I was um, drawn into uh, Acquisitions Incorporated game um, that we taped uh, at the Penny Arcade offices in their new studio facility. Yes, and uh, they asked me to make it holiday themed, so it takes place uh, in and around Dead Winter Day which is kind of it's a depressing holiday. I don't know if I'd call it a holiday. <laughs> it's just sort of depressing. It's like the you're it, it's a it's a day that people acknowledge is like um, this you're in the, the the middle of winter and it's kind of depressing and everybody's starving and you're running out of food and it's just an acknowledgement of the passing of, win- of, of, of winter's presence. So like a, a, a groundhog day? Not, not presents day. as in, you know, presents you get that you Right, like, but that but it, winter is, here, winter and and is here and it sucks. Winter is here and it sucks.
0: And it's um, cold. So it's like almost like a groundhog day kind of idea where like this is the middle yes. of it
4: and it could go better or it could go worse. Exactly. And uh, the theme was to uh, kind of make it feel like a, an Acquisitions Incorporated holiday special mm. um, with, you know, adding a little touch of morality, um, some symbolism... Some ghosts? Were there any ghosts? Uh, there were no ghosts, but there is sort of a Grinch-like figure um, who the characters end up contending with. Oh, and I was gonna do, say it was one of them. And we do learn uh, a lot more about the character of Viari and where he came from, and uh, so there are some very personal touchstones. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was. It was a very cool experience, and uh, so that that play session that we had, that little jam session that we had, will get sliced up, get sliced up into episodes, and will air in sequence. Um, to give you just a, a little little happy dose of laughter over the holiday season. Excellent. Yeah,
0: that is cool. I like yeah. that. And I, and I do think it does, you know when you, inf- you know, if you're meeting around that time, uh, uh, it yeah. makes sense to kind of infuse, you know right. That and in your there game. are
4: some great fun um potential holidays in the Forgotten Realms year that a DM can go to town with and that I might go to town with in the future. like, for instance, um, is it called Troll Tide? Yeah, that's a Waterdeep specific one. I believe that, that's a Waterdeep specific one where basically uh, children run around the streets of Waterdeep with troll masks on. Ooh, cool! And you know, behave, get up to mischief. Get up to mischief, behave badly, and uh, there might actually be some troll burning. It's it's a celebration of the Second Troll War, where trolls basically threw themselves at the walls of the city, and the city had to beat them back. Mm. Um, but the idea that you might burn you know, effigies of trolls, set them ablaze, because trolls are, of course, susceptible to fire. Yeah. And so there's this sort of symbolic burning of the trolls and the kids running around as trolls is just sort of adding to the mayhem of the situation. Yeah.
0: I love that that holiday has a built-in moral to it that you're like, burn yeah. trolls.
4: <laughs> if you're gonna learn anything, learn that burning right. works. But don't burn the children.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, the, the great thing about that that particular uh, holiday for me is, is that you know, in the United States, it's not that common to burn things in effigy unless you're kind of making a really nasty political statement. <laughs> right, it seems to be the ultimate uh, insult yeah. in a way. Whereas you know, in a lot of other countries, particularly in Europe, um, you know there's there's many holidays where uh, like especially around the winter period where you might have like have a Viking ship drag through town and throw torches at it or uh, you know there's some weird you know effigy of some random um, uh, like a lord of some past period that was particularly disliked at that you know time and they burn that person and you know all guy Fawkes, that kind of a thing yeah uh, and so uh it, it kind of brings that kind of fire and and parade aspect into the city, mm-hmm. which I, I which we just we, we wouldn't allow. <laughs> it's like <laughs> people, <laughs> people randomly throwing fires at things in the no. street. <laughs> <laughs> it's switched to uh, ticker tape and, yeah. uh, and uh, littering <laughs> is, is,
0: is really the celebratory, celebratory thing yeah. uh, uh, that we do here now. So when is when does uh, troll? It's in the spring. Spring. Yeah. Yeah. The the month is called
3: uh, Kythorn, Um but that's. Sort of the
0: in, into into summer, sort of spring mm-hmm. kind of period. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. What are some other holidays you might want to infuse in your game uh, uh, if you were so inclined in the in the Forgotten Realms adventure?
3: Well, one of the ones with the most sort of ev- evocative name uh, is. Um uh, the Feast of the moon mm. which sounds like oh yeah it's spooky it's it's got maybe it's like around Halloween and there's like werewolves and you know, and uh, that that one actually isn't all that um, scary uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of uh, it's it's actually more a period of when um, people uh, uh, it's sort of more like... Um, the Day of the Dead in Mexico, but without all of the elaborate celebrations and parades and stuff like that. It's more like the actual when you get to the cemetery, it's a day of remembrance mm. of people who've passed.
0: You know, you light a candle, you put it on their gravestone. Okay, that kind of a thing. That's similar to a uh, um, November first in the Catholic tradition of All Souls' Day, uh, right? where it's it's mm-hmm. you know remembrances. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Is that the one that you were speaking of that had more of a Halloween analog to it? Well, well the, the one that has, like, a, a like a more
3: direct Halloween analog is um, one that's not very well-known, I think, canonically, uh, but it has been done um, recently, I think, in the Neverwinter game. And that's uh, Liar's Night, and that's mm-hmm. based on um, the goddess Liera, who's the goddess of lies, and Mask, the goddess of trickery and, and thievery and stuff like that. And it's sort of this... Um, Oh, Halloween-ish thing, and the people are all sort of uh, putting on costumes playing and playing tricks on playing each tricks other. Playing tricks on one another, and there's pranks, and and some of those pranks are actually pickpocketing one another, or or reverse pickpocketing. You know, you're, you're putting gifts Puts- onto other people oh, and I stuff see. like that. And so it's it's kind of a, a, a wacky, fun little holiday. That is cool. Is that specific to Neverwinter,
0: or is that uh
3: Forgotten realms wide. It's it's more of a, a Therun,
0: um the North kind of wide thing. Got uh, it. But. Interesting. Uh, all right, great. Well, those are uh, uh, some great uh, holidays to kind of think about, and hopefully, we gave you more of an overview of what uh, uh, the Forgotten Realms cal- calendar is like, and you can start to use that in your game. As you, as Chris mentioned, it, you know, it does take a industrious DM yeah. uh, to do that, so don't feel like. You, uh, uh, if that's not your style, don't don't do it. As a matter of course, but I do like the idea of making it feel like there's a an, a world going on uh, uh, around you. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a great way, if, if even if it's just a throwaway thing, like hey, this village is celebrating, you know, Simrel, uh while your adventures are going through. It's a, it's an interesting way to make it feel like a, a live breathing uh, breathing world. Yep. So happy Simril, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I mentioned this during our intros and outros for this episode uh, that this one will air, but I don't think we'll be having a uh, Dragon Talk uh, during the week of uh, Christmas to New Year's. Uh, so we'll be taking that off, but we'll be back in form on your iTunes, uh, Google Play, or other pod catching devices. Um, uh, with the start of the new year. So uh, if I hadn't even said it before, Happy New Year. And uh, we'll see you guys... Happy New Year! In 2017. God, I hope it comes fast. Can't wait. (laughs) Best year ever. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. (laughs) Yeah, that lore was amazing. That was pretty good. It was, I, I don't think there was a better segment of lore ever recorded uh, in this room.
1: I can't wait to go to my next dinner party and just drop some of those lore bombs. What are you going to say? Just, you know, lore, 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 <laughs> lore, lore, lore. lore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you know yeah. that Volothamp, Gedarn, <laughs> once traveled to Waterdape?
1: What a day.
0: <laughs> and then you're like, oh, well, do no. tell Shelly well, know.
1: And then after the party, they'll all say, that Shelly is so
0: interesting. She comes up with the craziest <laughs> things. When is she going back to on uh, her medication? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to role play your dinner party <laughs> after <laughs> when this. When
1: is she going back to medication?
0: Uh, until then, we are going to speak to uh, Jeff Grainer. Right. Hello. <gasps> and then we'll probably get. Uh, He'll tell us how we're mispronouncing his name. Over Grenier,
1: and over. is it that one? I don't know. It looks like it. Like Grand Marnier.
0: Grand Marnier. Hello. Hey, Jeff. What's happening? Uh, so we were. We it, it, is it Jeff Grenier or Grenier? Gr, Gr, like like uh, Grand Marnier.
2: Griner. Griner. Oh, we we were wrong. We have that. Oh, like Steiner, but with a G. Griner.
0: It's one of those names that I've just Steiner. read so many times. I always and never thought actually. it was Grenier. Yeah. It's,
2: it's German, Greiner.
0: Greiner. Greiner. See, we're uh, Shelley was using the French pronunciation. Yep. Yeah.
2: Because I'm fancy. That's right. I know. I've always said that about you, Shelley. Yeah.
1: Most people would you're, describe you're, me as fancy.
2: That's true. You're the fanciest person I know at Wizards. <gasps> wow. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, there's not that many fancy people here. <laughs> wow. So that's a low bar. But still, it's important.
1: Yeah, it's a bar.
0: That's right. It's a bar. I like a bar. Speaking of bars, <laughs> <laughs> it's the holidays. <laughs> You a There's
1: go? a theme.
0: Uh, so, Jeff, I didn't
2: realize you were in Raleigh. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Hey, you guys used to be neighbors. We used to be neighbors. We used to,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I in. even went. I even went to the uh, the uh, Escapist Expo uh, once or twice. You did. Mm-hmm. I uh, there was a there was a year that James Wyatt was there as a guest. I think yeah. it was during the the Five E Playtest.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's where I first met James. We and we yeah. Talked- so.
2: There there was a, a one day of the convention that I just sort of I ran out and, and the only thing I did was was grab James during his lunch break, go over to Mellow Mushroom, have some pizza, hang out, chit chat, you know, and oh. then Go back and wander the ex- exhibit hall and talk to Chris Premus and you know all those <laughs> kinds of people, just people to catch up with that I only, you normally only see at Gen Con. That's true. That's true. Oh man,
0: Mellow Mushroom, I miss that. Place. I know. I
1: just saw like you. You went to a special place. <laughs> I when went you to said a special that. place,
0: right? It was like yeah. Oh. It was like the pizza place that was next to the office that was uh, always a go-to. It Was like, yeah, a, a great staple lunch, and then we took the girls there all the time because they loved it too. Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good. You guys
1: we're probably there at the same time.
0: Yeah, we probably. probably. Were. Well, we were at the Escapist Expo at the same time, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cool. It's good to talk to you uh, uh, again. Um, you have been running a little show called The Tome Show. Not little at all. That's actually quite big.
2: <laughs> it's, it's been around for a while, yeah. We've been doing this. Well, I, I've been doing this. I had to look it up to make sure I could remember. I've been doing this since October 12th of 2006.
1: 2006? Whoa! Yeah. I, uh, I think
2: I this figured...
1: is your 10-year annivers- anniversary.
2: We're, yeah, it is. You're right. I didn't even think of that when yeah. we hit, hit, hit it in October. Yeah. The first episode was released October 12th, 2006. And then I, I, I knew that the official D&D p- podcast like just barely beat us, <gasps> uh, or beat us at that point. It was just me. <laughs> uh, and, and so I, I went back and I, I searched through the, the wizard's archives and found episode one September uh, fifth of two thousand six. Oh, so, really? So b- back when it was Marles and Noonan. Yep. Right. Um, you know, w- one of those guys of is still guys. around, right? Yeah. yeah. One of them, just one of them. <laughs> well, Noonan's David. around doing stuff. He's just not at Wizards anymore, right? Yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Mike and and Jeremy uh, often will be like, you know, we started this podcast. We were talking about that stuff. And I was like, that's why this. I was bringing, I've been bringing back all the lore and uh, yeah. uh, rules. Uh, yeah. uh, I think Bart discussion. also
2: thinks he started the podcast. Well, Bart was the technical guy for a long yeah. time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was editing it. He was the one who
1: said we should do a podcast.
2: It's smart. I I remember back in the day, because he used to email me every now and then saying, hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, we're thinking about this new look for the website. Here's an early look. What do you think? You know, and so. How do you make a
1: podcast?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is that your Bart impression? Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like my
1: Burt impression. Yeah,
2: Yeah, It's a little bit like your Burt
1: impression. (laughs) So what was episode one about of the Tome Show?
2: Ah, uh, episode one was a review of a I think it was a three point five Forgotten Realms book called Mysteries of the Moon Sea. Mm. Oh. Um, yeah, so so the I mean the show got started because it, I wanted there to be a D and D focused gaming podcast for months and months and months. I, I started I'm a teacher, uh, and so as a teacher I sort of was interested in technology and stuff, and so I'd le- heard about this podcasting thing in the early golden days of 2006, right? Yeah, uh, and so. Having, having known about all that, I was sort of getting into podcasts. I was tired of listening to the same 40 songs on the radio and whatever. So I started looking for, for gaming podcasts and I'd hop on iTunes cause that was the pretty much only place to go at the time to look for podcasts. And I was constantly searching it, trying to find good gaming podcasts. And I found lots of good gaming podcasts, but nothing just about D and D. Yeah. And that was the show I wanted. So I eventually just said, you know what? I think I'm going to do this show. I don't know what I'm going to do. <clears throat> I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know how to do this. I'll figure it all out. Um, You know, I've got a built in microphone on my laptop and, and and I'm on a Mac that was actually my school co- uh, provided me a laptop nice. <clears throat> and it and it had GarageBand on it. So I'm like, I'll just it, it's cheap to get started. Right. I have everything I need. I'll just I'll just do it. Uh, I don't know what, what the first thing will be about. And then uh, and then I got Mysteries of the Moon Sea and I was actually kind of disappointed in it. So I'm like, all right, somebody has to be told. Right. <laughs> Speak truth to power through podcasts. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and I think largely my disappointment in Mysteries of the Moonsea, if I can think back that far, um, was because my expectations of what the book was going to be was not what the book actually was. And and that was a day when the Internet wasn't quite as ubiquitous as it is now. And so it was harder to get the message out about, I guess, what the expectation should be for a product.
0: Yeah, so my absolutely. expectations
2: are, are not at, at the, we're not at the same place as, as what I got. Uh, and so. So, yeah, that was the first episode. Mysteries of the Sea.
0: That's, uh, that's amazing, and I, I think that's, you know, there's definitely experiences that haven't changed with that. Uh, the uh, uh, No Man's Sky, uh, to, you know, uh, release over the summer uh, in the video game space kind of mm-hmm. was that same boat of, like, expectations. So We, we, we talk
2: about that a lot uh, over here mm-hmm. at the Dungeons & Dragons. Hopefully we're meeting expectations more now. Yeah. Well, and I, and I don't know if it's just the Internet's gotten better at this or you guys have gotten better at this or I've just gotten better at figuring out what it is I'm buying mm. uh, or but but I, I generally feel like I'm coming into things having a pretty good sense of, of what I'm getting. Like um, one of the sh- and we haven't gotten into the, the scope of the tome show yet, but one of the shows that's on on the feed is the roundtable, which is sort of yeah. our news roundup <laughs> uh, shows uh, that are currently coming out weekly um and and there was some conversation just before looking at the previews for um um what was it volo's guide right your 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 latest release right yes uh and so and they were talking about oh and they keep hyping this stuff about the elminster and and volo sort of interactions and and stuff and they were very worried they're like oh it's gonna be like overwhelming and it's gonna be distracting and uh, i'm gonna hate it whatever and i'm like Guys, I think we've kind of seen this before. I don't expect it to be that at all. (laughs) You know, like it'll be little snippets here and there. It'll be fun little uh, sidebars, Uh, and and then I got the book, and that was precisely what it was, right? It was a fun little thing, and if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you don't, uh, if you're not into that, if you're in the middle of a game, you don't want to care about that. It's completely ignorable, right? And so.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like it, it, we frame books in a specific way, uh, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the through line, through line that like you know you won't ever sure you, you can't ignore it or something like that. But yeah, like I think there's the preface and all the other notes uh, uh, in in the text itself. I actually thought it was like, oh, I thought there was going to be a lot more. Uh, so actually, I was uh, in the same boat where I was pleasantly surprised when I got. Uh, the, the mm-hmm. PDF to, to review and to be like, oh, yeah, look at this. This is actually exactly what I wanted. It's, it's, it's got the right amount of notes of, oh, that's cute, or that's funny, and that's a little bit. And then you know, you're, you're, the meat of the book was uh, the, the mechanics.
2: Right. And I I think some of that has just been in terms of my expectations, like I've been now doing this for 10 years and and reviewing uh, products that you you guys have put out for a long time. So, And I've gotten to know a lot of the people at Wizards of the Coast uh, through the years of of doing the show and gen cons and and interviews and what have you that – I, I guess I just have a better sense of when you say this is a when when and by you I mean the collective wizards of the coast when wizards of the coast sends the message that this is the kind of thing we're going to be doing, um, I have a better sense of what that means. I guess I'm just a little savvier at reading the the message. I guess. Well,
0: I mean, what you're talking about actually is kind of interesting because uh, I was a, as we mentioned before, I was a former game journalist, so I was on. Mm-hmm the side where I had to, like, yeah. interpret press releases and figure out exactly what that meant. And, and
1: now you're the guy who puts those hidden messages in those press releases. Exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: but it's it's all informed by that knowledge of, like, oh, I, I remember what it was like on the other side. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> what you're talking about, Jeff, is, like, the transition from, you know, amateur fan uh, uh, writing a Steam review uh, to, okay, this is now... I, I, I've learned the language. I know... What the cues are from companies, what things certain mean in, in press releases, and able to kind of read through the lines. And you, are, yeah, you're right. I think you have gotten better at just being, you know, a, a savvy interpreter of wizard speak. Well,
1: maybe you're better <laughs> sure. at wizard speak, Tito.
0: Or maybe we're just getting better at wizard speak. Yeah, maybe because
1: that's you it. came yeah. from yeah. the other side.
0: Yeah,
2: maybe that's it.
1: Tell us, Jeff. Is it better <laughs> since Greg Tito started?
2: I, I, I have no idea because uh, I have no frame of reference for Greg Tito speak without my level of experience doing it at the same time. It's so. like
1: Greg's always been here.
2: It's like it, I've always been it, here. It yeah, in
0: my, in my heart. In your heart. Cool. <laughs> we always here. Uh, I do want to say one thing that you did say uh, uh, a couple minutes back that I just wanted to call out because I don't think anyone has ever said it ever. But you said the Internet has gotten better. And I don't think. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that's true. Uh, uh, the
2: internet has become a more powerful communication tool. Is that is that better? Maybe
0: that's better. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> seems to be more of a cesspool from my from my point of view. but
2: I, I think you could objectively say that the internet has gotten better. I don't know that you can objectively say that the users of the internet yes. have gotten better right. at using
0: it. There you go. that's probably more apt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so with you' starting with that first uh, review uh, uh, podcast uh, what uh, what shifted and changed over the years with the, with the tone show?
2: A lot of things have shifted. So so I mean, in the early years in the early year at least, I think the first year, I, I podcasted for almost a year where where it was just me. Like it was just me sitting in front of a microphone. I would I would write out sort of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, and I would talk about it. And I don't know how many people were listening again, it was two thousand and six, and so that the the potential podcast audience wasn't huge. There just weren't that many people listening to podcasts at that point, but I had a sense that it was going to grow. And again, it was mostly just me saying, I wish there was a show like this out there. I know I'll just you know, I'll, I'm just gonna do it. Uh, and so those early uh, days, it was my it was my goal early on, I, I would said I'm gonna try to put out at least two episodes per month. And as I went through the archives uh, in preparation for you guys to to talk to me today, yeah, uh, I, I noted that I met that goal every single month except for um, one October in like 2008 or something. Like there was one month where I only got one episode done, which when I'm doing all the recording, I'm doing all the planning, I'm doing all the reviewing and I'm doing all of the editing. You know, I'm doing it all by myself for that first couple of years. Um, you know, that's not a bad track record to, to miss out on that uh, after the first year. Or so towards the end of the first year, um, Somebody who used to be in the the community uh, very actively, uh, Daniel Perez, who mm-hmm. who used to run a, uh, a a third edition sort of indie publisher, uh, High Moon Media. I guess I think is the name of it. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So so he um said, Hey, you've got you've had this show going for a while because there was that there was a a Yahoo group uh, at, for. Gaming podcasters that still technically exist, but it's a lot less active now It was very supportive and whatever and he was on there and I knew him from that and he's like hey um, Would you ever consider doing interviews and I said I-, I would love To do interviews. I just didn't know how to find anybody or reach out to anybody It was all just you know, I'm still just learning and he's like well I know some people through my publishing contacts. Let me hook you up with interview number one Wolfgang Bauer Oh. Nice. Okay, Sweet. so that's yeah, that was my first interview, right? Um, and then from there, I started getting more um, more, more interviews every now and then. Then I got uh, set up on the RPG bloggers Yahoo group because, you know, I was leaning heavily on Yahoo groups at the time, I guess, or the community was. Yeah. Uh, and through there, um, I wasn't blogging or anything, but there was a large, active, stable group of people who were interested in D&D, whereas the podcast – thing group was much had was much more varied, and nobody very d and d focused. Uh, and so through the blogging group, I was very quickly able to find guests. And so it was very, very soon after that, it was it was me with a stable of guests coming on talking about whatever it is our topic was. Once I had guests on, I felt like I could start doing advice episodes as well, especially once uh, fourth edition came out. like by the time I got into the game, third edition had been around for so long um, that I didn't feel like like there were, a lot of people infinitely more qualified to give advice on third edition than I was. (laughs) So I didn't feel like I could really jump dip my toe into that. But when fourth edition came along, I was like, okay, it's brand new. I'm getting in from the beginning. I can, I can give advice on this. I can feel comfortable with that. And so then me and my, me and the guests would would usually do one review per month and then one advice episode per month at that point. And that's still sort of the formula. Uh, And so that's sort of what we've done for, for a while. Uh, And then a few years ago, I added Tracy Hurley to come in as my regular co-host. She was great. She added a perspective to the show. Um, I have a sense that um, I I want the show to be bigger, a little bit bigger than I am. Like I like being the Tome Show guy, but I want the show to be bigger than I am. So if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, it would continue on. So I started bringing more people in to to take on some of the duties and things. And so I brought in Tracy as a regular co-host, uh, I brought in, uh, Sam Dillon as, uh, as our regular editor, which meant now I can just worry about recording and, and doing all the kind of stuff and I don't have to spend hours and hours and hours editing and putting things together and making it sound good. Yeah. Uh, he takes care of all that for me, which has been fantastic, especially now that I'm, uh, in a, in a doctoral program. I don't think I could do this and a doctoral program and be a full-time teacher, which is my current situation if I was also doing the editing.
0: Are you going to, uh, as a doctorate of education?
2: Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. So, so in oh, a few a years, the that's right. <laughs> like it. Yeah. And so, um, so then it, the, 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 sort of cast of, of, regulars grew from there. Um, and, and we started in expanding a little bit, like instead of doing reviews on novels and things, we decided at one point, you know what, let's just do a regular book club. And that way we don't have to worry about like reviewing. We can just sort of talk about what the book is about and analyze it and do book club style sort of conversations, which for the most part we felt was, um, more fun. Yeah, and I, and and I get the impression that the audience seems to like it more. I brought in uh, a, one of our what what who was one of our regulars at that point, Mike Shea uh and and uh randall walker to come in and join me for a three dm panel uh, once a month called behind the dm screen which is one of our uh, most popular uh, shows on the feed and so it was just you know as i describe it on on that show it's it's just three dms talking about their games and helping each other out so we we get together and do that for a while randall at one point had to step aside and then uh sadly recently passed away Oh no! Uh, yeah, and so and he was a great staple of the uh, staple of this community and really supportive of anybody and everybody. Um, so it was really sad to see him go. Um, Sam Dillon, who is our editor, has has stepped in stepped in long before that happened uh, and has been on the on behind the dim screen with us as uh, for for a while now. So that's that show. And then I started getting other people being like, "Hey, I've been a regular on the show." Um, I kind of had this idea for a podcast. Do you think it's something that you you would want to do? And I, and my answer is almost always like, yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Right. And so now we have uh, Jeffrey Wynn, who, who I think was one of the only guests I had way back in year one in 2006, <laughs> um, who's just a guy who would come on and hang out with me and we'd review stuff and whatever. And now he's doing a regular show on the, on the podcast feed. Um, called uh, uh appendix in where they are going through the original uh dmg appendix in that gary gygax had in in the book right yeah saying these this is the literature that sort of inspired the game yeah. and so they're going yeah. through and reading all of those things and and discussing like not only the story but how did what influence do we see on D from these things and it's a really interesting in-depth conversation that i have almost nothing to do with jeff sort of just runs with it and i you know, I'll throw him some, some notes every now and then about, hey, here's a sponsor that we're that we're running or whatever. Uh, and otherwise, he basically takes care of it himself, and, and it's fantastic for me. Uh, and then like a year or so ago, I had um, somebody email me. Uh, Mike Shea gave him my number or my email address. This guy emails me and said, hey, I wanted some advice on starting a D&D podcast. Um, kind of. This is kind of what I had in mind. I said, "Hey, I've been looking for somebody to to put together a and podcast with a very similar sort of theme. You want to just do it on the Tome Show?" And so that's where we added James Intercaso, uh, and Tricasso, oh, like and the him. and the roundtable. He's fantastic. Mm. Yep. Uh, and he's he's moving on to all kinds of things. Like he's uh, he's got now uh, another uh, an audio drama, comedy audio drama called Have Spellbook World Travel that he does with Rudy Basso. That's fantastic. He's got a, a background in, in some acting and directing and that kind of stuff. We don't like uh, <laughs> we don't like theater people we
0: don't like theater people one bit
2: they're weird yeah yeah exactly uh, so, so he's doing that and it's a fantastic show and, and yeah and so so the show has just sort of started with me with a built-in microphone and it's grown and grown and grown from there uh, to the point that you know I try to make it to Gen con most years to cover whatever's going on there or uh, or whatever although you know it we miss wizards there uh, hopefully someday we, we will see you there again right? Uh, someday cross my finger. Yeah. yeah. Someday. <laughs> well, we like, I mean, so.
0: we like going to, uh, I mean, I, I think for a long time, Gen Con was like the one thing we did. Uh, and so yeah. we, the last few years have been like, well, there's so many other different, uh, fun, yeah. interesting so, yeah, f- that's, conventions that's, that's to go and thing. try and see and, and experience. So that's, well, and, uh, and
2: Gen Con's one of those things where it's like, it's become a staple. It's become the the place that I go to see all these friends that I only see once a year at Gen Con. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of slowly become the only reason to go. And it's kind of a huge pain in the butt because it's just gotten way bigger than the space can hold. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so, yeah, I, I'm kind of starting to consider some smaller cons too. I just have to make sure I can fit it into my summer with, you know, between my, you know, during my, my non-school year summer, but when I might be taking PhD classes and try to sort of hit a convention that's in the middle there. So
0: that's great. You know, you're, you're, you're not the first guest we've had on the, on the podcast that, uh, Describes himself as a teacher, you know, like I feel like that's a very mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Maybe it's maybe it has to do with the the specific Venn diagram of gamers uh, DMs and uh, podcasters <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that they're you know, they like to talk they like to uh, explain and teach and uh, uh, discuss things uh, But yeah, I could definitely see you uh, excelling in that role as a teacher.
2: Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it and and it's been I mean, it's been my career for 12 13 years now. Um Crazy. Almost so, as long yeah, as the Tom show. Uh, yeah. Almost almost yeah. Well, and and I and I don't know that it was my teaching that got me into podcasting so much as it was because I was a teacher. I was exposed to the te- technology fairly early, right? Uh, and I was, I was, you know, I was sitting in professional developments and trainings and stuff about here's how you can use podcasting in the classroom because we have all this new technology in the building and here's how to use it and oh, some different that. things. I'm like, hey, that's awesome. really cool. I'm gonna do that because podcasting sounds fun, you know? right?
1: What do you might have already said this, but what what do you teach? What ages?
2: 7th grade social studies.
1: Oh, 7th grade. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I run an after school D&D club. I was just
1: going to ask if you do any mm-hmm. D&D in the schools.
2: Yeah, so so years ago, um, I ran one after school club just for these kids that asked me to run a D&D game for them. Like the, they're like, "Hey, we 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 were searching up our teachers on on Google or whatever and we saw your name associated with this podcast. You know, that's all D&D. What what's that about? We want to try it out." So I'm like, well, let's do a thing, you know. Start coming after school. It was just, it was just sort of that group of six or seven kids, and I ran a game for them. And um, you know, some of them I, I, I keep up with a little bit, and I know they're still running games and doing all kinds of stuff and, and in college and all that. Cool. Uh, and then and then I sort of let it. I, I kind of stopped for a while because it, it's a lot of extra work on top of the already hectic job of being a teacher. Correct. Uh, you know, so yeah. so I, I'm like, well, when, when people ask for it, I'll do it. If they don't ask for it, whatever. And then last year I had a bunch of kids clamoring for it again. So I'm like, all right, so let's do it again. So uh, so last year I started it up again. I ended up with way more kids that I knew what to do with. Like I was hoping to get just a, a group of five to ten kids and I could run one table and call it good. I had over 20 kids show up to the first uh, to the first session. Oh, dear. Aww. And I'm like, well, I can't run a game for 20 kids <laughs> Uh, so we decided to do two tables at a time and do every other week so we ended up with actually four different games happening simultaneously Uh, and it was three games of D&D and one game of Fantasy Age because that was a new system I'm like this is really good and it's really slimmed down and and great for introducing people to to role playing Uh, and so I did one game of Fantasy Age as well so uh, this year then some of the returners came back I did a little less advertising because I didn't want a huge group (laughs) and and now I have a good nine or ten kids and they come every week and i'm playing through um i'm converting one of the uh fourth edition um adventure pa- it was uh, one of the adventures league uh storylines okay uh the, the the war when the drow came up out of the out of the uh underdark and attacked in the uh, silver marches area
0: nice i'm i'm so flaking,
2: i'm thinking on the name of that as well yeah it's uh, yeah i don't know I, I can pull up the pdf but yeah
0: uh, so that's, I mean, that's so fascinating. I mean, I, I wish I was a seventh grader and had a teacher like you.
1: Yep. <laughs> I wish that I was a seventh grader and could Google all my teachers.
0: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> or, I don't think teachers like that as no. much anymore. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. So, no more, no more drunk posting on Facebook for you.
2: Well, there's not a lot of that going on anyway, but yeah. <laughs> I, I've been savvy enough for some time to know I you know, if I'm going to be uh, drinking, probably don't. We don't need photographic evidence of that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I have a friend mm-hmm. who's a, a school teacher for uh, much younger kids, uh, and for I don't think she even has a Facebook page now for that very reason. Yeah, like she does. Yeah, I, I
2: know a lot of teachers who have Facebook pages, but they they've changed their name slightly. Yes,
0: that's what she does. No? Yeah. M- only so that she can lurk on other people's Facebook pages. Sure.
1: <laughs> well, that's the whole point. Facebook, really. I guess lurking
0: for a else. certain breed of folk. Yeah, I just posted a picture <laughs> about my kids. What do you do? Nothing.
1: Nothing. <laughs> I just look at pictures okay. of your kids.
0: Creepy. Well, uh,
2: what? Oh Mask. my God, it's creepy. <laughs> uh,
0: so I think Jeff wanted to ask you about pedicures. That's right. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. what in the one of those early days interviews that I that I got? Although it was after Tracy was on the, I don't know if she was a co-host at that point or just a regular guest, but Tracy was on as well. Right. One of the early things that we. Um, that we reviewed or one of the things we reviewed years ago, I don't know if how early it was, was a certain book by a certain uh, authoress uh, largely focused largely focused on her mother.
1: Oh, that one. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember that that interview?
1: I, I wasn't yeah, I do, but I, I couldn't remember if it was for that book or for confessions.
2: Did we talk? No, about- it was that book because okay. then I then I created the Facebook page. Uh, the For the what, I think it was like I love Judy Facebook yeah. page or whatever.
1: Yep, still exists. That- I think it's actually like just Judy, which is kind of weird. Oh yeah, maybe.
2: she owns I it know. now.
0: She's like, I just go there. And-. She would
1: go on there and like write in her all caps. She would. That's when she was really scared of Facebook and she wouldn't oh. touch it.
2: <laughs> so she's probably freaked out that I that I jokingly sort of threw that thing together. No, right? she loves it. Are you oh, did she- <laughs> she's famous.
1: Yeah, she was. People like didn't like her in that book. Like she came, oh, I think yeah. you have to be a, a woman with, with a very close relationship with your mother to get it. But <laughs> some people thought she came across as like pushy and overbearing and just like mm, annoying, and that came up in reviews. Uh, like they would kind of like review Judy, and she would get so mad.
4: Who
2: said that about me? That's. I don't know if I got it from the review or from the reading of the book or from our conversation about the book, but I, I had nothing but positive feelings about Judy.
1: Thank you. She's a good person.
2: That's the impression I have, but it's yeah. been a while. I don't know. Maybe I should go back and reread no, the book. No, no doubt. This was uh, everything <laughs> um, I know and, about.
1: Yeah, everything I need to know I learned from Dungeons and Dragons and Judy go. and my mom. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but but. Part of that interview with Miss Mazenoble over here, um, it, it was brought for. I don't remember how the conversation went that way, but the, it was brought up. It was brought up that one of your favorite things to do is pedicures. yeah uh, and we to, we give, had, to give people pedicures. Hell no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do and not we, like we, feet. We sort of talked about hey, we should totally get together at Gen Con and find a place that that does pedicures and, and Tracy and I and you and Bart will all get together and we'll all get pedicures and it'll be a fun bonding experience. Yep. And it never quite happened, although although every now and then I'll still throw it out and joke about it, but but you know Make one of these happens. days. Yeah one of these days we're gonna get to uh, we're gonna go get pedicures. You gotta come up to Seattle.
1: I know great places here. We can even get you a little <gasps> no, design to- on your toes. Your big toe? Oh, that would be
2: beautiful. Little D twenty. Yeah. did you just say you've never been to Seattle? <laughs> I've never been to Seattle. No. You gotta come, I've, man. I missed out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I I only came because of PAX uh, uh, years ago. That was the only way reason I would would come up here.
1: The only reason <laughs> he, you would come
0: here. He well, yeah, because cons- it's far away on the like you know when you're <laughs> you're from the East Coast, yeah. You know, it's a very long uh, uh, flight across the country. Yeah, it is. Yes.
2: So the conventions no- are tricky for me because I'm a teacher, right? So it has to fit into that window yeah. that I can make it out. So. Yeah, and
0: Labor Day is Labor always Day. a bad one for you.
2: Um, Tracy, Tracy's made it out to Seattle a few times. She's been in our office. She's been to the office. Yep. She, she was one of the people who came out for the, uh, was it the, the fifth edition sort of secret announcement? Mm. Well, was she one of the so secret she, people? She was one of the people flown out to do that, Yep, I was
0: there too. But that, that might have been a different session of that.
2: Yeah, I didn't get that invitation, but you know, whatever.
0: Did no you one's were- bitter. Fido, no you, one's bitter.
1: You weren't one of the the Secret Seven.
0: I, but there was I only seven.
1: I don't. It was not very many. Yeah, I not not You know. were of one of them? I I I
0: was. No. I just bit Oh, I didn't. Je- of Jeff a wasn't.
2: Jeff. I wasn't.
0: little Yeah, of
2: no, a was bit of a she was she ha- of mm-hmm. a very popular blog, a very popular blog well, and so I think she was out a she has a very popular blog a talks about D and D regularly. a a little bit of but yeah. So I've never, and she's been out, a few times since then just on vacations and visiting friends and what have you uh but no i've never made it out to seattle i, I would like to but again just got to work out the timing and and make sure i can afford it with grad school and on a teacher's salary
0: sure thing it's to open invitation to come to the uh, to the wizard's office we'll play some games you can see a brand new podcasting room
2: in Ooh, all of its glory a new podcasting yes. room
0: yeah it's uh, it's gonna double us some other some other stuff, but uh, we've got soundproofing up on the walls, thanks to uh, Ryan, who's good
2: job,
1: Ryan. Got his
0: arms crossed and he's <laughs> all angry looking
1: over there. Why is yeah. man,
2: you
0: Ryan? <laughs> good job. He, he got a good job from Jeff there.
2: You know, you know, you know. Every now and then, I'll listen. I'll be listening to various podcasts, and they will they will. Talk about the like their sound engineer who's yeah. not on the show at all ever. Like and so you guys have it, and and there's another some other shows where I, where you know the the host will like jokingly talk about you know oh yeah and Chris is over there editing you know if Chris even really exists nobody knows cause right. he never says anything so that, right so, so I is that from the uh, uh,
0: the the stuff you should know podcast is that the one you're referring to by any chance I'm I'm not no There's a they- uh, they Is always a, refer to a Jerry, uh, uh, and then I think she doesn't want her voice on the podcast at Aww, all. So they like edi- she edits out her own voice. So they just <laughs> really? they're just speaking to like nothing, and they she edits it in a way so they don't she have to like hear get her one voice. of those
1: like voice
2: modulator modulator things. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. There you go. No, the, uh, the, um, oh, it's well, some man. political podcast. I can't remember the name right off the top of my head. But uh, uh, Dan Carlin, uh, who does the, he does a history podcast, but he also has a political one. So he's uh, regularly talking about his sound engineer, whether he exists or not. And then uh, <laughs> The Bugle, The Bugle with uh, what it used to be Andy Zaltzman and John Oliver, would also regularly reference. Their, their sound engineer Chris, uh, who then eventually started actually appearing on the show every now and then, and it became sort of a sort of a running gag. Nice, I love that. Uh,
0: wasn't that like Stephen Colbert would always like say Jimmy run the thing? And I don't think there actually yeah, was a Jimmy. Sort of that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. So, maybe, I, maybe
2: so I'm just assuming that Ryan is a real person. He's Buster. Buster. <laughs> he supposedly me messages on Skype recently. But He's uh, kind of a another gnome. Another Red Bull the Buster. Uh,
0: really. Yeah,
2: I, I, I can tell you this though um, of all the people that I know of who've ever been involved in, in either Dragon Talk or it's previous incarnation as simply the D&D podcast uh, uh, Ryan is easily my favorite oh. That makes sense He's got his hands up in <laughs> the air <Yeah.
1: laughs>
2: With these microphones happy. you could actually talk and it'll pick up, right?
1: Say something <laughs> Me, M- M- A-, M- A, O, check one, two <laughs>
2: <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>
1: Beautiful See, he's, he's Christoph from Nailed Frozen it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, very man. excited, Ryan. Well, we are always, as always, very excited about uh, uh, you know the the new offerings from the Tome Show. But one thing that we don't get to is interview you know, like you and where your fandom of D and D came I was from. Yeah, I don't think we know the yeah, origin. That doesn't story. happen very
1: often. Yeah. I, so I,
0: tell us what's your what's your what's your story? How did what was was there like a dungeon master who uh, a uh, teacher perhaps a teacher who, who who got you under his his or her wing or or what? What was what's the story?
2: It, it, it was my f- best friend in eighth grade uh, Derek Derek who I Thank would, you, Derek. I would he, he he lived like two blocks away from me and it was one of those sort of situations. and I lived in a small town 7500 people uh, and so it was you know anytime there was a free day or a weekend or during the summer or whatever I would just say hey my mom and dad i'm i'm going down to derek's house right and i would just walk on down the hill and I'd hang out at derek's house for hours on end and whatever and one day he was like hey uh my brother and i've been playing this game dungeons and dragons you want to play so i made myself a, a half elven ranger named sharonic and we nice. went back and just did a Aww, solo game and uh, uh eventually he went to ravenloft and got the sun sword and you know did all kinds of crazy stuff right um and so that was my first sort of exposure to to D and D, and then I started getting some of the the various books and things. But I had to kind of keep that on the sly because I have uh, very conservative parents, uh, yep. and oh. my mother's extremely religious. And so that was you know during the age of D and D is is the devil. Yes,
0: you know what's so, funny? I, I mentioned that I'm having three interviews today. Every mm-hmm. single interview subject has mentioned that
1: the conservative mother,
0: yeah. <laughs> the fact that they had it, like they they would have gotten more into it if it weren't for. Uh, 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 the, the domineering parenting.
2: Yeah, so so he had an older brother who introduced him, and 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 I hid the books. I actually covered the tops. It was the second edition day with the, what is it? The 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 guy with the big uh, moose horns on his helmet yeah. riding the horse. And so the logo was right along the top, so I just sort of covered it in electric, electrical tape. And ooh, you know, smart. Yeah, so so nobody would accidentally see it or whatever. Nice. Um, so what? And your, so, just, it, just so I'm
0: clear, what were you playing? Like second edition? Or
2: yeah, it was playing the 90s? second edition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm uh, I've been playing since I was eight. I'm currently 37. So, math. That math and, and Yeah. <laughs> You're a social yeah. studies
0: That's, teacher, not a math teacher. I can tell. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So yeah. So um, that was like 1987 is when you started playing. Wow.
2: Well, yeah. Okay. That Good sounds job. about right. Good job, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so I was playing regularly down there and then he started inviting some of our other friends and we got an actual campaign going after a while and, cool. uh, and we just sort of did that for, for a while. And then I, one day I had said, um, Hey, we haven't played DNA in a long time. What are you doing with all those books? Oh, we don't really care anymore. We're doing more magic stuff right now, you know? <laughs> and those were two different companies, right? They were competitors. They right? were back in the day. Yeah, And, and, and I happened to have a, a you know several long boxes of magic cards because I used to get a um uh uh catalog yeah that's what those things were called catalogs Wow. Uh, every, every month from a gaming company uh, distributor I want to I can't remember the name of it now it started with a W, but it was some. You know, it was on like newsprint, sort of real thin newsprint sort of uh, quality paper and whatever, and so yeah. I'd flip through there and I'd buy stuff every now and then. So I actually bought magic cards, not really understanding what it was from the little blurb uh, back when it was in beta. So I had beta magic cards.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah. So you traded him? Is that what you're trying and to get? So,
2: and so, yeah, so basically it got to a point where it was like, well, I don't really care about this magic stuff anymore and you don't care about the D&D stuff anymore. Here, I'll give you all my magic cards and you give me this giant chest full of D&D books. That's a pretty fair trade, and I, 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 know, as much as those magic cards are probably worth way more than those D and D books today, uh, I think I've gotten a lot more joy out of the D and D books that, than than out of the magic cards.
1: Versus, yeah. you know, or, emotionally, versus, emotional right. gain, yeah, spiritual gain, spiritual right. game.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah. So then I was, then it was, then I was hooked. Right, I was, I found another group to start playing with, and I played regularly through throughout high school and uh found a great gaming group in college and then had a little bit of a lull you know a- after college when i was yeah, in, trying to meet people and yeah. then I, I actually started the podcast before i found a gaming group so i was reviewing stuff um without actually having played through a lot of it because i didn't have a group so interesting those early days and then i'm like you know what if i'm gonna keep doing this podcast thing i really got to find a group so i d- redoubled my efforts and found a group and started playing again and i actually had a gaming group here in raleigh before i moved to town i i got on meetup and said hey i'm gonna be moving in Anybody want to try out this new fourth edition? Like fourth edition came out literally the day that we left Omaha, Nebraska. Interesting. Exactly the exact same day. Like we we packed up our stuff and I drove by the game store to pick up my that slip cover with the three core books. Wow.
0: Um,
2: you know, and 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 off I was. Right. So I that's, love that. That's you know,
0: some people when they're moving to a new place, they work upon like getting cable or yep, or, or yep. Uh, you know utilities yeah, sure. installed. No, you were like I to gotta a, get maybe. my D and D. Make sure my meetup is is meeting up.
2: Yeah, there, there, we, ha- we had our first 4th edition game, I think, about a week or two after the day I moved in. Crazy. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. God, I, was, I that was, what, 2008?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That sounds right, yeah. 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 I remember those days, too. I, I, Me, too. I actually know a guy, uh, and he actually came to the Escapist Expo both times, uh, that was at a session when the dun- the 4th edition came out at the Complete Strategist in Manhattan on, like, 33rd Street. I played in like it was like the day it came out, and uh, a guy was in my group. His name is uh, uh, Ken Basile. Um, yeah, and he came down from New York to to come to the Escapist Expo a couple times. Really? Yeah, we were like Thank living you. in the same neighborhood in Brooklyn, but all around the same time that you were doing that, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bed of time. Of I remember for when
2: D&D. when the when third edition launched. I was in college. Yeah. And they did like the wizards did like the the college tour thing, where they came out and they set up a tent out in the in a green space in front of the Memorial Union with like tall tables, and there were people there running little mini I demos. I I did that. Were you at? Did you? No,
1: wait a minute. The college was this like the twentieth, twenty fifth anniversary, the silver anniversary.
2: I don't remember what anniversary. When I know was it, was, it? it was it was it was right around when third mm-hmm. edition was coming out. That's
1: right.
0: I when, when that, that is okay because that's I started math again, but that's like 2000, 2001.
1: That's right around when I started at Wizards. And if it's the same tour, I started yeah. on Magic. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about those D&D people. Mm-hmm. And then my boss, after I was here for like a month and a half, he was like, you're going on the road with D&D, and like, we're shorthanded. Oh you my know? gosh, Yeah, you
2: met Jeff then.
1: I might have. If, if we, you were hanging
2: w- out in Ames, Iowa, then, then we may have played a game together. I don't
1: think I'd made it there. I, think
2: I, I don't no, know no, if no. it's the same
1: tour. I would, I, know I thought I was actually in Raleigh. And then I think I was in College Station, Texas. Yeah, I was Mm. like a game designer and an author and me. I didn't really know what to do. That's awesome. But it was like, (laughs) I had never actually seen D&D played before. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. That's when I first started to get curious, but I was too scared. So
2: next time you you guys launch an edition in like 20 years, because that's (laughs) when it'll be, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, the, then I suggest the college tour because that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: If if colleges exist or if uh, <laughs> our American – That's true. The American vocational
1: Insta- school tour. <laughs> or
0: if America exists. Let's just be hey, look, <laughs> Oh, look, look, look,
1: look, we can't look, go through buddy, one I, I'm
2: podcast. Hoping be, I'm hoping to be Professor Grinder in about four or five years. So so the colleges better exist.
0: I'm not sure, but you might have to go to, like, uh, Russia, I think. That's, that's, the, only, yeah. <laughs> that's the only place that still have civilization by that time.
2: <laughs> the the uh, charter school training program. I'll go teach there.
0: Yes. Make it happen. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, one last question before we uh, we let you go, because uh, I know it's late where you are. Um, the you you uh, didn't really mention you, you were playing in this campaign uh, with uh, Derek, uh, but mm-hmm. when did you shift over to to dungeon mastering, and which do you prefer?
2: So I think I, he dungeon mastered throughout our our whole younger days, right through elementary yeah. and middle school. Uh, it, wasn't until I started join, working with another group uh, in high school or playing with another group in high school, Derek and I had sort of um, – we were friends, but we would not hanging out as much uh, in those days. Um, and then I, I actually met another group of gamers through uh, Boy Scouts at the time. Mm-hmm. There was a, a bunch of people in my Boy Scout troop who were interested in gaming, and then they had friends that were interested, and so we ended up forming another group there. And so for that group, I started DMing regularly. Uh, and so there was one other guy in me and, and we would just sort of switch off and on he would he would DM when he had a story that he was really interested in telling and then I would DM when I had a story that I was really interested in telling and right. characters from his game could cross over to my game and we just we didn't care. Right. Yeah, I, I would just sort of say, hey, I, I have a, an idea for a campaign. I you got it. I need uh, everybody to have 10th level characters. And so they would just sort everybody would just sort through their big uh, binder full of characters and find ones that they wanted to play that were the right level and binders of characters. Oh, uh, maybe or folders or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so that's when I started DMing. Um, now I've gotten to the point, be, uh, be, probably because of my moves and my my finding groups from amongst strangers online, yeah. is that you can't really just sort of say, "Hey, who wants to DM this week?" All right? Um, because when we first formed, we didn't; none of us knew each other. Right. Yeah. So, so that that becomes a little more difficult. So, I, it, both of those groups formed under the the auspice of, "Hey." I want to run a game i'll dm come along right and so i get a break every now and then i'll I'll occasionally have a a player who jumps in and and runs a a short mini campaign for a few months maybe i'm getting ready for you know finals or whatever and so i'm really busy and so and so every now and then i'll get that break to to be a player instead of a dm and plus i i think it's funny. I oftentimes think of the podcast when I'm doing this kind of stuff. Right. Uh, in, in that I'm thinking, well, you know, it's good for me to have that experience as a player too. If I'm reviewing something, I need to have both points of view and yeah, be able to consider that easier. So, so I, I, I don't not think about that. I don't know that I tell that to the rest of my group, but that's in my head as well that I want to have right. multiple exposures. Does that get uh, hard
0: though too? Because I remember when I was reviewing a lot of video games, it was always like, mm-hmm. well, I need to I need to play as many video games as I can. So that I have this like wealth of knowledge uh, uh, to bring to bear, um, but that's really exhausting and makes you not like games as much.
2: If you, well, you feel like you're doing it for your job, you know what's helped a lot what's is that? that you guys have really slowed down your production schedule. <laughs> uh, so we did it, we did for it. You. Yeah, we did it for you. I, I kind of assumed that 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 was like I can totally review a product every three months. So you know, keep it up. You okay, know, I good. Could, I'm on board with that. We didn't even think uh, but,
0: about that, but yeah, no, it helps out the journalists.
2: Absolutely. Uh, well, and I think I mean the fatigue that the that the journalist or or whatever. I I don't know if I consider myself a journalist. I guess not technically, um, it's more of a hobby for me. But uh, if you're doing it's a reviews,
0: hobby. you're kind of a journalist.
2: I suppose. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid
0: Definitions. Uh,
2: it's not an important distinction for me. But yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So so, I think. Doing reviews and doing things like that makes me consider, um, like I, I think, the exhaustion that the community feels yeah. when when the product's release schedule is really really fast paced um, is only e- exemplified for somebody who's doing it a little more intensely, like for reviews, right? Right. Um. So, so I certainly think that I that I'm feeling a level. I, I have felt a level of exhaustion with release schedules that most people maybe may not have felt. But I f- don't think it was completely irrelevant to their experience either. Right? Yeah. So I think having the time to sort of breathe b- between the products, as much as I feel like the community is like clamoring for new character options or whatever, or what about an adventure about this, or or I need more classes or more races and all those kinds of options that people want. Uh, I think in the long run um the slow the slow and steady keep keep an eye on quality release schedule um is a positive thing so you get my seal of approval despite the fact that or or maybe because of the fact that it also makes my job easier as a podcaster that reviews and discusses these things nice makes sense
0: yeah and i think uh, i think you hit the nail on a lot of uh, uh, our our goals with the schedule too uh, uh there's a there's a lot more to it than that obviously but i think uh uh, uh, it's nice to hear it from the community who are like, uh, when when you
2: when you say things like that, we're like, oh yeah, all right, people are paying attention. They really kind of understand. So thanks. Yeah, for that. and well, and that that's an opinion that doesn't probably get hurt as much because it you know it's not an angry opinion. It's like, oh okay, and then you move on, right? Yeah. You know, uh, whereas somebody who's upset because they really want to play their what is it, Shardmind, Scion, is just <laughs> crazy upset because neither, neither one of those things exist yet.
0: True, true, but that's another um, reason why people can go to the Dungeon Masters Guild and uh, get a lot of great content uh, uh, to kind of fill that that those smaller bites and those smaller, more interesting mm-hmm. things. I get that they're not the official versions or whatever, but know right. uh, yeah, there's a lot uh, there's a lot of stuff out there from people uh, who uh, are, are really creative and uh, um, you know, there there's I don't know I think that just adds into the to the flavor of the community.
2: Yeah, it certainly it certainly provides another venue. Like if you're really looking for this thing, there's a lot of stuff over there at DM's Guild, and it's pretty easy to to do a quick search and find You know, I was really looking for something in my campaign that I'm running. Uh, I needed I needed traps to put in a in a factory like yeah. uh, I'm, I'm doing a post apocalyptic fantasy Earth setting. Yeah. Um, and, and so, I'm, you know, they're and they're going to a factory where they built like these Warforged style sort of robots for a while. Uh, Or they used to, but it's, you know, it's all been destroyed, but I needed like old, still existing automatons and traps and things. And so I just went to DM's Guild and I found like a book full of traps. I'm like, okay, well, I can reskin this, this and this to make it be, you know, sirens and buzzers and electrified floor and all these things. (laughs) Uh, And suddenly it works. And now I'm in a factory.
0: Nice. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's a perfect use case right there. Yeah. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Jeff. Uh, Shelly needs to run because she has like a kid or something. Uh, I was, yeah. Uh, got, like, I
2: like, got two of those. What so are you talking dependent. about? I know. I do too, <laughs> but
0: she's got to go pick him up. Uh, uh, so.
1: Daycare frowns upon when you make
2: your kid walk home. Just leave well, him there. He's three. He's so, old so enough. I know. Off. Jeff right now. I,
0: that, that, <laughs> we'll do that. Right, good call. Yeah. Yeah. Make All it right. happen. All right. Done. All right, man. Well, it was good talking to you. Uh, keep That's up the good nice. work. We um, will
2: get our pedicures. We will. We will. Okay, okay. What what conventions you going to this year? I don't know. All right, well let Pax, me know. All the PAXes? Well, a couple okay, of PAXes. Give know. me a heads up and we'll, we'll try to put something together. Okay.
0: There shall be pedicures. All right. Actually, dun, 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 I, thought dun. I thought
2: of you I thought of you specifically today, Shelley. You did? I I was in Target picking up a <gasps> prescription and I had some time to kill before it was ready and I was wandering through the game section and <gasps> hey, look. Did but, you see it? Trail of the House on the
1: Hill. Yay! That's Shelly's game. It is. That's what it says on there. Shelly's game. Shelly's I mean, game. It's funny. I go to Target every week and I visit it. I just stand in front of it. I'm like, hello.
0: You take pictures with I Magdalena. See you. It's
1: like in such good company. Ticket to Ride and Pandemic and uh, up Yeah, yeah. It's, all their, yeah. it's just right up there. It's in the same breath. So happy.
0: Amazing. Yeah.
2: Thanks for it's thinking of game. me. It's a good game. Yeah.
1: I thought you were going to say I thought of you because I was in Target,
0: period. Getting, yeah. a, getting a pedophile.
1: pedophile. Uh, what? <laughs> I saw <a>, it. Nice, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I said, I said the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, you guys are going to get pedicures.
1: Do pedicures. not surprise your wife I with a pedophile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you've always Penny, wanted for
1: Christmas. I'm getting you a pedophile.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Let's take the girls and All get right. pedophiles. Can okay.
0: you tell I've been talking to people on the microphone for three hours?
2: Yeah. I, I can't, know. Okay, good. Your, your, your banter is as witty as ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, thanks, Jeff. Uh,
2: All right, you're the man.
0: Uh, wait, 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 before you go, you need to tell us where people can find you.
2: Oh, the Tomeshow at Gmail. Uh, no. Uh theTomeshow.com. And you can email at thetomeshow at gmail.com, which I started to say for some reason. Uh, but yeah, the Tomeshow.com is where you can find us, or search up, you know, your your podcatcher, your pod directory, podcasting directory of choice uh, for the tome show, and you should be able to find us there.
0: Excellent. All right, man. Look for him and listen to all of his stuff now. Here you go. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Talk to you soon. Thanks,
1: Jeff. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: He's a good guy. We that Jeff, love Jeff I still Griner. I said Griner. Griner. Jeff Griner. Griner.
1: That's not what I thought of. I like I, I need
0: to go to the subway and get a grinder to eat.
1: Yeah, he's I don't want to be the one to tell him that it's not spelled correctly.
0: I think you should. Why do you? Be, we're just talking to him for like an hour. I don't want to make him feel bad. Uh, you,
1: but now I will. But now you will. I'm, I like to talk about people behind he, their back. He
0: clearly won't listen to this outro. No. No.
1: I'm sure he's probably won't even listen to the podcast. Probably not. People don't listen to a podcast when they're on it. Wait a second. What? Shelly. <laughs> oh, do you?
0: I do. Oh. Mostly to make sure that you say the right thing. <sighs> and then I tell Aaron, Ryan to edit out be like, Shelly said uh, too much today.
1: Too much. She said too much. <laughs> she to said that.
0: too much. Fine. Uh, Edit
1: the whole thing out like Jerry.
0: Like Jerry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you can find uh, uh, me. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Greg Tito. You can complain about all of my uh, vocal missteps today uh, and how I say um and ah uh by messaging people, me on Twitter. Do
1: people tell you that?
0: Uh, no. I oh. tell myself because I beat myself up about it every day. Uh, Where can they find you and tell you all of your uh, quibbles and foibles? I don't
1: want to know any of that <laughs> stuff. I don't want to know any of it. I guess they could tell you that stuff okay. and you'll pass it and on And I'll pass it me. on by forwarding you could, to
0: at Shelly Moo. Yeah, at Shelly
1: Moo. Yeah, don't pass it on. I won't. My mom could see it and she gets really mad when people say bad things about But she, likes,
0: uh, uh, Jeff she likes Jeff Greiner's uh, Facebook page. Yeah. That counts, right? Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. But I'm All a right. baby. You are very tiny. <laughs> Dungeonsanddragons.com <laughs> is a f- uh, place to find out more information <laughs> about this <laughs> and I how coughing. to make Shelly laugh uncontrollably <laughs> for no reason. We're going on a college tour. Uh, we're going to book that so right fun. now. All right, guys. You're the best. You're see the best. see you next holidays. week. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays.
1: Aw. <laughs>